Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Podcast by the Believe Podcast Network and betonline.ag, where if I would have recorded the new ad, it would say, if you sign up today, you get not 50, not 75, you get a 100% sign-up bonus. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Sign-up bonus if you go on betonline.ag. And put in the code NFL100. So go that's today. Big. Uh, that's huge. Massive. That huge. So go today, <laughs> put in your bets, get that welcome bonus, and say thank you, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. We love you. There you go. Yes, Simple. That's all you got to yeah. do. That's all you have to do. How's it going, Jordan? How's it going, Chip? It's been a couple of days since we've all talked. And said yeah. Yeah. It I has. feel like this week is just going really slow for some reason. Like I keep breaking up thinking it's the weekend and that just hasn't happened yet. So see, I am the total opposite. I think this really? week has gone by super fast, like super duper fast. Like today, today is actually my Friday because I'm taking tomorrow off. Ah, so that's maybe nice. that's why. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. You know, I feel like things just keep getting piled on, and yet the week isn't ending. And I'm like, why? Why can't it just be Saturday and Sunday? Yep. My week has been awful because I'm a Falcons fan and because I'm 0-2 <laughs> in fantasy. So, I mean, it's been – it's trying every week for me. So, slow. I, I'm i sorry to hear that, Chip. But That's all you right. know what? Things will get brighter. Things will get better. Yes. Because you know why? There's only one way, and that is – there you go. Look there at you. Evan being so I, motivational right I love now. It. See? I know. I'm, I love I, it. I, I don't, yeah, it's been a, yeah. Okay. Well, we've got a great <laughs> show today. We've got uh, a prefla of topics to go into. Who has <laughs> the bigger upside going forward in this fantasy uh, football season? Yes, I'm using big words, Chip. Did Sorry. I, did, I, did I say it wrong? What? Oh, a little uh, plethora. bit of Plethora. No, however you said it was perfect. That was fine. Yeah, that was fantastic. Somebody get me a dictionary. I don't care. Hey, it's all good, buddy. 
I'm with well, that's you. That's why. That's why you're we here. We knew you're what like, you meant. We knew exactly what you, you were talking about. You know what? I'm tired. You know what? <laughs> so I can I can mess up a word here. Yes, you can. Yes, I can do that. Okay. Uh, we've got who has the bigger upside going forward. There's been a lot of hot waiver wire pickups, especially for week three coming out of week two. We've got some teams that are zero and two. Who is going to win this week and get their first win? And we've got some time to trade or time to trade for. And also, if you start your league 0-2, is it time to panic? So let's go. Let's start it off. Start the engines. Get her moving. Yes. Let's let's go. Uh, Get her. Gang, who has the bigger upside this year? <clears throat> Three names that pop into my, my name or my mind. Not my name, but my mind. Uh, K.J. Osborne, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so far in the past... Two weeks for Minnesota. He's played 103 of 144 snaps. He has 78 routes from of the 87 of Kirk Cousins dropbacks. 15 targets for an 18.2 share. And his line so far is 12 catches for 167 yards and one touchdown. Do you like KJ Osborne going forward? Or do you like Cordell Patterson, who has seemingly become not only a wide receiver in the league, but also a running back for the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> your Atlanta Falcons chip. He is, Hybrid, uh, if you will, him and Mike Davis have, I wouldn't say he's taken over the shares for Mike Davis, but he's, he's definitely part of the game plan now for Atlanta. Or do we have Rondell Moore of the Arizona Cardinals who has been coming out of, well, nowhere for this team that's already stacked at wide receiver as it is. So I ask you to, who has the bigger upside going forward for fantasy? And if you haven't picked them up already, make sure you do for week three. I yeah. am riding and I'm buying all stock, everything Arizona Cardinals. So of I'm going with are. Rondale. Of course I am. Of Arizona course Cardinals are. are going 17 and 0 and they're winning it all. Um, <laughs> so I am going Rondale more on this one just because what we've seen from <clears throat> Kyler Murray, he is having a field day with this offense and basically he's going to get the ball to anyone and everyone at the same time. So yeah, they have a lot of options, but out of these three guys specifically, I think Rondell Moore is going to see the ball the most. And he, like you said, there are a lot of people for him to go up against and yet he's still making moves and he's still making plays. So this is someone out of these three that I definitely like the most. Chip, do you, do you agree with Jordan or are you going to be kind of a homer here and say Cordell is, the guy to pick up because he's definitely week by week so far he's been not only in the backfield but also the pass catching too and it's been kind of eating it and a little bit into Mike Davis they're almost they're almost neck and neck when it comes to shared carries and also on the passing side do you see Cordell Patterson at all yeah. maybe taking over going forward because I mean Mike Davis looks okay but he doesn't look fantastic you know what I mean? So this question, depending upon how your league is scored, can be answered probably three different ways. So <laughs> for me, who I think has the most upside is going to be Patterson. Because right now in fantasy, half point PPR, he's running back 10. He is in the top That's 10 insane. in running back. So the Falcons offense has really stumbled a lot so far. And they haven't found any juice really anywhere. And Cordero Patterson has been the juice right now. So I think he will be worked into the offense regardless of what they're doing. If they're passing, 
if they're running. He returns kicks. Yeah, I mean, he does. He'll be in all three facets of the Falcons game. Um, so I think he has the most upside. I think the two things I guess I see in both wide receivers with Osborne and and Moore is that you got two other guys in front of them on the depth chart. So there's two other guys. I think Kirk right now is one point difference with Rondell Moore, and he's seeing about the same targets. And I think with Hamler, or excuse me, not Hamler, Osborne, uh, Justin Jefferson is only a four-point difference overall points scored, and Jefferson's gotten more targets. So um, for this, I mean, I just think these guys are shiny objects because we don't know we don't know them, and the league doesn't know them yet. So, I mean, yes, these are shiny things. Over the test of time and course of time, if K.J. Osborne outscores Justin Jefferson, I I think I quit fantasy football forever because <laughs> if that happens, it, it's pandemonium. So that's so, kind of what I think. I think Cordero Patterson just has – he play, he can be three different positions if the Falcons need him to be, so – I know in Yahoo you can you can play him as either a, a running back or a wide receiver. I don't know yeah. if ESPN has done it where you can plug. ESPN in. has him as a running back. And yeah, like but I was not wide going, receiver. Uh, you know, Sporty Jordy here. He's running back ten right now. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the top ten and half point PPR. So if you're looking at a standard league, no, Cordero Patterson is not in the top ten. Um, so it just really matters on your scoring. His uh, uh his stats for last week: eleven yard, rushing yards, five receptions, fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns, twenty-nine, uh, twenty-three point nine, fantasy points. Yeah, he's averaging you know a shade over you know eleven, twelve points a game, depending upon scoring. So, I like I like Patterson. I like Patterson the most because just the way of Mike Davis is played. Mike Davis to me really yeah. hasn't you know, exceeding my expectations. And I've, I drafted him in, in a couple of my leagues where I was like, okay, he's going to be my flex week by week. And, yeah. you know, we know, we thought, we all thought we he was going to get the, he was going to be the primary back and he's going to be the bell cow for the Falcons. But that hasn't come to form because Arthur Smith doesn't see that way. And I, I mean, if I was, and I tried to pick Cordell Patterson up this week on waivers, but he was already taken. If I was anybody... Yeah. If and he's only, I think he's only owned eight percent in fantasy football for ESPN. If he's still available, scoop him up, plug him into a flex. I think the matchup. Who do you guys play this week? Chip? Oh, the zero and two Giants. Only game with two zero and two teams. Probably your best pick for somebody to actually win one this week. Right, and against the Giants, the Giants are they're okay at the run defense. I mean, you couldn't expect them to do anything last week against the. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers because of the Bucks pass the the Bucks rush defense, but you could plug him in as your flex against the Giants. It, it would be a good play because I mean I just think as the weeks go by, he's going to get even more touches and, and it's going to increase even more for Patterson. That's why I like him out of the three. Yeah, and I think well the Falcons played the Bucks last week and got handled. Well, sec- yeah, their their um, secondary got just Swiss cheesed again like they did. Yeah, one. which. You know, that's going to, I mean, that's going to happen. The Falcons are going to have a rough year this year. I think everybody knows that. So, um, but yeah, going forward, I think, I don't know. We'll see. Patterson has a lot of upside. Who knows where he actually figures in the scheme of things. But yeah, Mike Davis I, I doesn't have very many touches and isn't running uh, inspired football at all. So yeah, I wouldn't give him the ball either. So 
it's frustrating because yes. I I drafted yeah. Mike Davis pretty high and it's just yeah I, I should have no went with my gut where the Falcons offense would be just anemic this year. Yeah, well, there's other. I mean, we all know, dude. Fantasy, you know, there are other guys, and I mean, we have. I know you mentioned some other guys in the running back position whose ADPs, guys that were drafted in the first round, second round, right now, who are really struggling. That's a good transition. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a perfect segue. Great transition because this one is gonna be: Do we trade for or do do we trade? Yep. Yep. Do we trade for? Or do we trade away? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Running back. Or Zeke or, or Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Which yes. I think are three. First one comes one that's... the top person last week. I'm back. You're back. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> Wi-Fi was all messed up. It's okay. You know, Spectrum. So, Jordy, who are you going? Who are you going for right now? I mean, out of those three, the bottom of the barrel seems to be Clyde Edward Hilaire, who I have, and I just want to shoot. But who are you targeting, or who would you go? Get? Whoa, whoa! Let's step back on the the violence, the gun. Yeah, violence. I think the, 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 you, you said you want to shoot him. Oh, no, I thought I you said shoot him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, shoot your internet's playing games on you. I'm not. Oh, shooting. I yes, heard shoot too. No, that's I what said, I heard. Who would you yeah. shoot for? It's almost oh. like saying what Brian Kelly did, like we all should execute everybody on this team, but I guess we misinterpreted that. So, <laughs> okay. okay, on another, on a much lighter note, that's what Brian Kelly said, head coach of Notre Dame. He said we oh. should all, we I should execute all my. Yeah, my yeah, players. I saw it. I yes. saw that. I did not um, make that up. Um, if I was anybody that was dumb enough to draft Zeke even after last year, I would be laughing. Um, so, I just uh, think it's comical at this point. Tell me you were one of them. I was one of them. Oh my God. <laughs> I So at this point I'm going out and I'm getting Pollard and I'm doing everything I can to put my stock in him because he's, he is eating and Zeke is starving on the sideline or not on the sidelines, but on the field, like just not doing anything. He's not even there. You don't even see him, which is great. I think it's absolutely hysterical. I love everything about it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I've had so many people messaging me and talking to me like, how do I get rid of Zeke? Like, what do I do? Nobody wants him. And I'm like, why would anyone? Like, wh- you, we yeah. saw it like kind of teetering last year where everyone was like, oh, come on. This is an off year for Zeke. And I think everyone expected to like go back to normal this year. And it's just not happening. So you know, he's someone I would definitely, um, if you can trade him, if you can find something to get for him, um, try Evan. I've been, tr- I've been, I've been trying, I've been trying yeah. and it's just, it's, I, I mean, I, I was like, look, I'll throw you Zeke and I'll maybe throw you a, a, a free lunch if you take him and nobody's and biting. And I've like said this, nobody's biting. And I'm, I'm yeah. trying to sell low on this because I know the value of him isn't high at all. And like, I had these expectations where, the weeks will maybe get better, but I know for a feeling that they won't. For some reason, did Dak and him have a falling out? Because I know, according to like the Hard Knocks, they're boys, they're best friends, their their bromance is there. Did, did something happen in between those it weeks? Because something, I wouldn't be surprised because something just feels off. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's the new coaching. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe that they just don't vibe with him as much, but. Yeah, Dak doesn't seem to be connecting with him 
at all. The one that I'm not super nervous about yet is Clyde Edwards Lair. I still think it's early. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of in that same category category as Najee Harris, where it's like they're still figuring it out. I would give them another week or two before I would real like it sucks. And I know in fantasy every week matters, but I wouldn't yep. totally sell low on them yet. Um, I still think there's an upside to those guys, but Zeke, I've been out of, and I'm so, I wouldn't get anywhere near him. Great. Thanks for the Do you like right. the Eagles, Jordy, at all? Or? <laughs> no. Where would you, are you an Eagles fan? Or? Where, would, where would we get that idea from? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I agree. I think that the Monday night football game, Jordy, and I've never been more excited to sit down and have just Eagles, Cowboys, Everybody coming to the party like this is it. It's going to be I want to see so the carries crazy. and how it's going to line up. If Pollard is getting the majority of everything against the Eagles, I think it's time. I mean, technically, I think you guys are right. It, it could be the, the band could be warming up. It could be the final symphony of Ezekiel Elliott. But on Monday night, and is that game at Philly or is it at Dallas? It's in Dallas. Oh, okay. Ooh. Well, even more now, even more so. If Zeke is not getting the rock at Dallas at home against Philly, it's over. And yeah. Paul is already outpacing him in points. He's already – he's running inspired. You just don't see that explosion. The yards after the first hit, you know, you don't see any of that with him. So, Monday night, I've circled – the calendar that's where you'll see the transition if pollard's back there more than elliot i think <clears throat> complete shift but i am holding my breath with clyde edwards hilaire right now i'm playing him one more week and this is it and he's playing the chargers this weekend and tonight i actually still have a little bit of time i was kind of tossing around robbie anderson in a flex instead of clyde edwards hilaire against Houston tonight because I think Darnold is going to light it up tonight, but I don't, don't tell know. me that I just took Robbie <laughs> Anderson out of my flat. <laughs> I would, I would, out of those two, I would, I would go with Robbie Anderson over. C. I'm, I'm thinking so Jordy, you have the same issue. I don't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but no, but I, so, I have Robbie. I had him in my flex. And I've been rotating him week after week. I can just see this being, especially if it gets yeah. to the point where they're up so much, I can just see Christian McCaffrey running all over the Texans. And I yes. can see this being a very run heavy game. So I was like, Robbie Anderson might not touch the ball at all. So I took him out. I'm, I'm, I'm debating with that right now. And at the end of our show, I'm going to make a decision, but I will tell you this just for our knowledge the starting corner for Houston is out tonight, so he won't be playing. So you're Whoa. already a, you're already a corner down uh, for Robbie Anderson. But I'm still thinking. I really do think Robbie Anderson could score tonight. And <clears throat> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is just not. He's averaging five points a game, so a touchdown yeah. is already better um, than that. So I think if anyone's trading Jonathan Taylor, hit them on the head with an anvil and take it. I mean, if you can go get him, yeah. Go get him because the Colts don't have a starting quarterback, really, at least uh, right now. We don't know who's going to start. And Jonathan Taylor will be getting the rock. So if anybody's trading him, go get him, I think. Here's my predicament. And I don't need Zeke. I have Chris Carson 
and Najee Harris, and then I have Zeke for my three running backs. Like, I don't mean Zeke. Yeah, Zeke, that's Zeke. Zeke's week last week was okay. We're in half point PPR. He had 17.7 points. He had 71 yards and a touchdown, which is it's decent. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't want that every single week. I want more than that. And then my next team, I have CEH as my running back three because I have Nick Chubb, Najee Harris. You see a running thing with Najee Harris and me? No, and, I did the same exact thing. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. I have like, them in every league. <laughs> but, it, like, I'm dangling CEH and Zeke in both of these leagues. Like, somebody, please take them. And nobody will take them. I'm like, just, yeah. it, it blows my mind. Their performance I so far is not indicative of anybody wanting to take them. They just don't, they don't see the, they don't see the uptick or the value. So, yeah. But I don't know. Would you now tell me this? Tell me one thing. There are a couple players who are stars and some guys we've already alluded to have not shown up yet. Guys like Justin Jefferson right now. He is not, he is third in the pecking order right now. And where you drafted him, you, there's no way. I mean, are people, you, you couldn't sell. I would never sell Justin Jefferson. Would you, would you be looking to him right now to sell him? I am. Really? I only I wouldn't. Only reason I'm looking to sell him is because I need running back help. That's the okay. only reason why. Because my two wide receiver, like I'm wide receiver heavy, and my two two starters are C.D. Lamb and also Justin Jefferson. But I have. I think good that's a depth. very fair argument because well, yeah. yeah. in the league that I have Justin Jefferson, I have very. <clears throat> Like, my run game is very strong. I'm pretty sure I have Derrick Henry and Najee Harris. Um, So I'm in a comfortable position, and I also have good receivers behind him. So, like, if he doesn't go above and beyond in the first couple weeks, I've still been okay. Um, And I still think – I think he's on the up and up. Yeah. Kirk, we see him getting better. Like, we saw him improve from week one to week two, and I think that's going to continue to tread upward. And as long as Kirk shows up, that gives Justin Jefferson the opportunity to show up. So that's all you really need. But all it's right. almost been like a flip because last year it was the emergence of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen took a back seat. And that's what well, we all he thought. still had 11 touchdowns. Well, Adam I know, but- Thielen is like criminally underrated year after year. And he is. really <laughs> triggers yeah. me. And I, I, think a I lot will of people- like f- die on that hill that Adam Thielen is like one of the best things that ever happened to me. But I think a lot of people thought this year Jefferson would exceed those numbers over yeah. Thielen, but I think so it's hard not, when so Thielen's much. this good. People forget how good Thielen is, and that's why. Like when people were talking about ju- uh, drafting Jeff- Justin Jefferson super early, I was like, "Hold off, like let him fall to you a little bit," because I literally made the argument they also have Thielen, and Thielen is also going to put up points. So, what well, did Thielen yeah. sees? I think he's only caught. I think he's caught under eight passes, but he's got three touchdowns. They're exactly. all in the red zone and they're all, I mean, they're all money catches. So with no tight end, really when Irv Smith jr. Went down and then they lost, I think um, they got rid of Rudolph and, you know, Conklin has been there, but he's been injured. They trust Steven in the red zone and that's who they end up going to. So one more for you guys, Tyler Lockett has been amazing. Amazing. I he's have them. Stratosphere right now. You could trade Tyler Lockett right now and probably get almost anything you wanted. Is that something that now, now think about this. Tyler Lockett also has DK Metcalf 
also has Russell Wilson, who started off on fire, but their schedule, they're in one of the toughest conferences in the NFL, hands down. So their schedule, they're seeing the same people twice over and over again. And you know, when they hit tougher defenses, they will plateau. So would you consider getting out of Tyler Lockett right now for a Christian McCaffrey, if you could get him? I would good question. I think it depends on your situation, but if you're trying to trade Lockett to get get McCaffrey, that would never happen. That trade would would definitely. Yeah, I don't think straight up you would have to. Yeah, there would have to be a lot more that went into it. I mean, in my situation, like because I literally have Lockett right now, I have Mike Williams in my flex, and Mike Williams has been great this season. He's been great. Yeah. I think with my position, I'm sitting pretty and I like the way everything's looking. So I've been dominating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, da- I would dangle that carrot and see what kind of offers that you get. Yeah. Cause I like doing that. I like going, okay, I'm pretty well, good. Let me see what let you're me... willing to give me. Yeah. I, I'll I tell you like, right now. I like Tyler to do Lockett the Some people dangle. get desperate and they give yeah. away way too much. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett has just about the same amount of points overall and a half point PBR that Derrick Henry has. They're less than a point difference right now in what they are. So, just to, I wanted to flip the coin on you guys and just ask you because some of the, the greatest thing about fantasy football is that when people are on their highest or riding their best weeks, you have the ability to look and get something maybe that you need or that you're lacking. So, yeah, that's a I like the locket. I would dangle that carrot and see what you get out of it just for just for, for kicks. Yeah. Just for kicks. Yeah, we'll have to that's see McCaffrey's. Lockett scored more points than McCaffrey. Obviously not after tonight, I don't think, but we will see how that uh, that game ends up as well. I'd like to transition it now to the old time-honored question. Whenever you start <laughs> off the season, you know, with no wins, you're coming in there. We're in week two. We're week three right now. You're 0-2. Oh, Is fun. it time to panic? We've all fun. been there maybe once, maybe fun. twice. Is it time to panic? Is it time to do that? <sighs> hey, crazy fire sale. Is it time to call it quits? Is it time to just <laughs> put your tail between your legs and just say call it quits? Call, some we're, people do. Some people hey, do. We're all in leagues where if we call it quits, I mean you're in deep trouble. Exactly. I mean your friends, your best friends in my in my league, guys that I've known for tw- over twenty years. They would physically drive to my house and beat me up if I and like a gang, like five of them would kick my butt. So, um, but I ask you, is it time to panic when you're owing to? No, no, I know, especially I mean, now. This year is especially unique because now we have an extra week exactly. of the regular season. So, yep. I think everyone can take another, like an extra breather. But yep. just because you also never know. What's going to happen when it comes to injuries down the road? Like a quarterback goes down. You never know how that's going to affect your star running back, your star receiver, your star tight end. You just, or it's your quarterback and then you lose your start. Like there's so many things that could happen and who, and sometimes you get lucky. Someone forgets to take someone out. Who's on a buy, like just crazy things happen. So I think yep. it is way too early. If you start out like, Oh, and five, then yeah, you're done. Like, don't even bother checking at that point. But I, I think I 0 and 2 say, is too I, early. 
I wouldn't even say some people are done at 0 and 5 because I've seen it happen where where they've been 0 and 5 and they've charged back, made the playoffs. And one of them actually won the championship starting off. No, uh, just, after starting 0 and 5? <laughs> it just depends on how you play the game. You got to be That's a long road. road. It is. Yeah. It is. You got to make road. the trades, you got to do the waiver wire pickups. Hey man, yeah. when they when there's money on the line, you have this to do true. what you have to do. I mean, one yeah. thing, one one key tip is watch your league activity when players are being dropped because you could find those nuggets where you can say, Hey, they're dropped now. That could be mine when they clear waivers. So that's one thing to look out for a little sign tip for you. Well, also, I mean, everybody, you can't, like you said, this is week three. There's 17 weeks. I mean, you're, you're not even, you know, you try to think of fantasy football, um, you know, do it in sections. So the first three or four weeks, if you're, you know, getting your butt kicked, you want to think about making some moves. If you're 0 and 4, you you definitely want to change some things. Now you get to 0 and you know 6 or 7, you really want to change things. So um just don't ever count yourself out. And like you said, monitor the waiver wire, but also, you know, look at things from you know Ford happening. Like right now, the 49ers, um, Jeff Wilson, who is on IR. It's coming back like week six through eight, probably. Jeff Wilson Jr. for the 49ers is one of the guys that's been in their offense for a long time. He knows all the plays, and he could come in right now and probably take over the San Francisco 49ers backfield in a couple of weeks when he's healthy because everybody there is injured. The only guy that they really have capital in is Trey Sermon, and he is in concussion protocol right now who – he did practice today, but we don't really know if he's actually going to be ready to play. So know those things before <clears throat> looking, you know, trade deadlines, look at injury reports when guys are supposed to come off IR and put those guys in your watch list and look for them to come off. Right now, Jeff Wilson has a Jeff Wilson Jr. has a spot right now in my IR and he's sitting and I'm going to hold him because when he comes back, he should be the starter hands down. Yeah, there's a guy they actually signed to the. Well, he's not on the practice. They actually signed to the the fifty three man roster is Jacquez Patrick from the XFL. Yes, is a six foot two, two hundred and forty pound man who's yes. a running back who a lot of people should maybe take a look at. Coming yeah, yes. is Jacquez Patrick from the XFL who was on the the Bengals practice squad until the 49ers said, you know what, we need another guy who could probably eventually go down in flames with injury on our running back tandem. So we'll see out of that. But, uh, yeah, I would I would take a look at Jack as Patrick because, again, we don't know if Elijah Mitchell is going to be good to go. His, his shoulder is still banged up. We don't know if he's going to be good to go this Sunday. So the running back situation in San Fran is just one big question mark right now. So. But know that there's always two yes. that typically do well, and right. Kyle Shanahan has – always had two running backs that usually produce in fantasy football, both of them. Take that to the bank, buddy. I will cash that check any day from you, Chip. That's right. Any day. Any day. So speaking of 0-2s, we have a lot of 0-2 teams in the regular season. Who out of the 0-2 teams is going to be stop, going to be a loser this week, win their first game? Who out of these teams? We got the Lions who are facing the Ravens, the Colts <laughs> facing the Titans this week, so don't laugh. <laughs> we've got two, a pair of 0-2 teams going at it against each other on Sunday as the Falcons and the Giants both 0-2. Lovely. We also have the 0-2 Jags going against the Cardinals and then the lowly, they shouldn't even be in this league, the Jets going against the Broncos 
and then the Vikings going against the Seahawks. Who out of those teams could win their first game? I mean, you have to go with Atlanta. It sounded like all those other teams are playing other teams that are a lot better than them. It yeah. like. Yes, so, uh, they are actually. Yes. I mean, it, so- <laughs> it sounds uh, sounds like Atlanta, but hey, I, you know, I think Atlanta and uh, God Giants. There might, I don't know. There could be one touchdown or maybe eighty scored <laughs> between both. Like I don't know which way to lean, <laughs> to be honest. So <laughs> it should be fun. But yeah, I'll stick with the uh, stick with the Falcons, and uh, I'll be praying for Cordero Patterson on Sunday. Jordan, yeah. I was going to go right to that game, too, because it's the only for sure you know for a fact one of these only two <laughs> one teams of them. is going to get a win. <laughs> I'm going with the Falcons here. I think the other two, now this is like a very hot take. It would be big upsets. I think the other two to keep our eyes on would be the Vikings and maybe even the Lions. I was going to um, say the Vikings. I was yeah, the, the Vikings, yeah. I mean – See, I feel like for some reason, Seattle, Vic- uh, Seattle, Minnesota games are always super intense. So, and we yep. saw the Vikings in it until the very end with the Arizona Cardinals, who we know how much I love. So, I mean, <laughs> if they make that field goal, then they're one and one. So, I mean, they're oh, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, one and one. Thank you. I couldn't do math for a second. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think they definitely have a chance even with how good Seattle's been looking. And the Ravens, they are on this huge momentum kick, but we've seen the Lions put up a lot of points. They were in it the first half of the game against the Packers. So, And we know how injured the Ravens are. So I think if the Lions can start to figure it out and get points on the board early, they have a chance. I still think the Ravens are going to come out on top, but I think other than the given... Falcons versus Giants, those are the two that I think have the best chance, even though it's still not looking really great. You never know. They could end in a tie. You never know. Yeah. And then just well, screw everything up. Lamar Jackson did not practice today. Yeah, because uh, of his hip from his touchdown celebration. Harbaugh did say, yeah, it was because of the flip, but they said uh, he should be good to be good to go by Sunday. So It'll be interesting. Everybody know well, the injury report practices will get. Well, and long. Hollywood Brown's injured, too. Yeah, he's quite practices will get logged tomorrow. So always another good tip. If you got your guy practicing on Friday, it's pretty sure that he should be able to go on Sunday. So check your injury reports um, and know for sure. We had one quarterback, Tua was day-to-day, but he came out. We heard today from Brian Flores, he is not going to play. Tua will not be going for the Dolphins on Sunday. So um, Jacoby Brissett, welcome to Finn Life lead your team so fire up that raiders defense man i did pick them up on waivers i uh i fired that one up as well be a long day for the dolphins against the raiders well did you see how many other quarterbacks so far i mean on the injury report yes yeah big ben yes yes he's got a hurt left pectoral Mm -hmm. also heard today that he is actually questionable for game time. So is right Derek now, Carr, where's he at? Question full practice, full practice today, okay. which was good. We heard Carson Wentz was no practice. You're probably going to see if Brett Hundley, Green Bay, used to play there 2017, came over, has been on the practice squad. Could see Jacob Eason as well. So um, obviously, we know Andy Dalton will not play. Justin Fields will be making his start. Wow. 
I'm very excited about that. And that's that a I'm good nervous. Excited. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. That's a great topic of discussion. That's a great topic of dis- of discussion okay. because Nagy Let's has said, it. Nagy has said, even though no matter how good Fields does, when Dalton comes back, he's gonna be the starting quarterback. I don't think he should have said that. He did though. I know. I wish he didn't <laughs> because like, that's just, it kind of feels like the exact same situation as when they signed Andy Dalton and they made that QB one post mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, now we said it. Now we have to keep our word. Like I wish he would have just said like, let's see how everything plays out. It seems like they keep trying to like cater to Andy Dalton a little bit. Um, it's the new orange beard weird. that he has going on. It is very yeah, weird. Like I just I, don't understand like how if he lights it up like against the Browns, the Browns are a good team. They've got a good defense. If he lights it up, you, there's there's no way you can bench him for Dalton. Exactly. Dalton's, Dalton's been subpar. Like he hasn't been that great. So how can you bench? Like if I can see Fields if he if he runs, I mean yeah, throwing is is kind of an issue so far. His his arm has been kind of the issue. But like, if he goes and lights it up against the Browns, you have to solidify him going forward. Yeah. Like, because because if you, ch- I mean, coming in, if he does great, the offense is behind him, everything's clicking on all cylinders. Why would you go back to that instead of just riding the hot hand? It's almost like a reverse of going. It's like a you know when Drew Ble- Drew Bledsoe went down. Went down. Did that? They ever say they're going to go back to Drew Bledsoe if Tom Brady did shitty? No, of course Tom Brady like the rest is history with him. But like, it's just I don't understand why Nagy's just so. So high up on it. Yeah. Sold on Andy Dalton. There's so many different ways. Like he could have said, it's super unfortunate what happened to Andy Dalton. We obviously want to keep him the starter, but we'll see how everything plays out. That way, at least the door is open. You know what I mean? Like there are so many other ways he could have went about it. I feel like him just saying, no matter what Justin Fields does when Andy Dalton's healthy, he's our starter. It's messed up because is he really going to be your starter? If Justin Fields looks like and comes out and is winning you games that you have no business winning. No, you're not going to put Andy Dalton back in. <laughs> Me and Kaylee actually posed the question last night with the way the bears are moving. I wouldn't be shocked if they bring Nick Foles out at some point, just because, and it would be a slap. Just to confuse everybody. Even everybody. More. Yeah. Then if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm taking the first flight out. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm taking the first flight out of Chicago. Cause they, that, that's just, it's stupid to me. It's a terror. We feel bad for him though, because really anything he does, he's in the wrong. Uh, yeah. Because if Justin Fields starting Justin Fields, I mean, you're throwing him to the Wolves going up against the Browns defense with no O line. So I don't think it's going to be pretty. I I would be shocked if Justin Fields comes out there and is able to really do anything. And not like a knock on him. I just it's a very tough situation. Pretty good to be in. Yeah. 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 So it's just going to be a little scary, but. I don't know. I think all this is, this is just Nagy just trying to stick by his position. And even though it sounds so stupid, (laughs) if he doesn't maintain like that position, then he looks, well, and Jordy, you already said it. I think he looks bad regardless of what happens now. He's already, he's already made it so awful, but I think he's just trying to stick by his work. It really is. You know, so it's a win lose. There's no, he doesn't look good no matter what. It's the yeah, double-edged sword. It's already a mess. So now mm-hmm. he's just trying to keep it at the mess that he originally started back in training camp and preseason and everything else. <laughs> so that's what I think. But who knows? We'll see how Fields does. I'm hoping for a good game with Fields. I mean, I've 
even though I'm he's a, an Ohio State quarterback, which they never do well in the league. But like he has, he could do well. It's just he's got to have help on that offensive line. The Bears are just terrible at that right now. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. So, you know, you got to see what I mean, all the rookies thus far have had bumpy, bumpy roads. So they haven't yet seen a lot of it just also goes back to the like, why did you why did you trade up to get him if you're not going to start him? You know what I mean? If he does well and you're going to go back to Dalton when Dalton comes back, then why trade up and get him? I think he's kind of stuck because he was there when Patrick Mahomes was sitting on the bench. And I think he's like so stuck in that mindset. And it's something I definitely agree with, but to an extent, like at some point you have to realize, throw him to the, like, even if he looks terrible, is Andy Dalton going to win you these games anyway? No, let him go out there. Let him get a feel for the game. See where exactly you need to work on. Kind of like what they were doing with Tua. Even if they did something like that, where you throw Andy Dalton in at the end, like what they did with Fitzpatrick, to try and kind of like balance it out a little bit. But I think at this point you should start trying to build your team around fields and seeing exactly where the holes are, exactly what you need to do. But who knows if they're going to do that? doesn't seem like it, but no, no, of course not. I don't know. An organization that paid somebody, what, 12 or $15 million becomes a very expensive clipboard holder at that point. I'm pretty sure Nick Foles is the highest paid quarterback in that room. He he might be. I think I he is. I don't know. I think, it would, I think Chase Chase Daniels was like the highest paid backup for a while, and now he's there. Does that yeah? There's a lot of there's a lot of money in that room that doesn't do very well, and now yeah. even with Dalton going down, it's even worse. So mm. ugh. yeah, Matt Nagy. Oh, bye, dude. Get your I ticket. Not want his job right now. Yeah. Get, get your ticket ready to fly out of Chicago soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So tonight's game is against the Carolina Panthers. The two and zero. Carolina Panthers versus the surprisingly one and one Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are now being led by Davis Mills, who took over Tyrod Taylor, who Tyrod just can't get a break. Another starting quarterback. No. And Sam Darnold has, well, he might have re, you know, rejuvenated his career by going to Carolina. He looks great uh, under center for Carolina. Who, I mean, obviously this might be a clean, a clean sweep for all of us here for picking the Panthers tonight. You think this game is going to be any good tonight? Against, uh, I mean, I think Carolina is going to win it in a walk away, but I'm excited to see Sam Darnold. And also just a little nugget here since 2016, there have been six quarterbacks that have started their careers on Thursday night football. You know what the record is of all the rookies that have started on Thursday night football out of these six, you know what the record is? Six and oh. Five and one. Nah, that's not bad. Rookie quarterbacks making their debut on Thursday night football. So keep that nugget in the back of your head if you see a little <laughs> Davis Mills, Stanford, Andrew Luck esque going down the field. It's not. No. I mean, it's not. You got happen. Brandon Cooks. No. You got Brandon Cooks, don't you, Evan? I do have Brandon Cooks. Actually, yeah, you do. I do. And I'm so. I'm like at. The, I'm. I'm at the. The point of no return about either putting him in or not putting him in. I like I don't well, know what to do. Tonight's yeah. not a good night, probably to put no. him in. But no, Carolina's defense is terrifying. Yeah, they're actually like really good. I, I'm no, they, I, and they're so young. Right, yeah. I'm taking him out. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Cooks, Evan, has put you right now. He's in the top ten. 
He's number. Yeah, 10. he's had two pretty good weeks so far. He's yeah. he's had double digit fantasy points the past two weeks. Can't believe I made you draft him in like the sixteenth round. It's <laughs> dude, it's the sixteenth round. I mean, you, you're, by then you're just you're drafting like you know. You drafted a top ten wide receiver in the sixteenth round right now. Well, thank you, Chip. Good well, call, you, Chip. Chip. You're yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> I dropped Emmanuel Sanders, by the way. There you go. Well, I it happens. So we're all, we're all a clean sweep. We're going with the Panthers tonight. Oh yeah, Panthers Hardcore. tonight. And did they already kick off? Because then I can't put in. Uh, no, no, they have right. not. Because I just took Brandon Cooks out of my lineup and uh, switched him with Deontay. Yeah, Deontay. I'm getting ready to have to really think about. We have five minutes. Eight twenty is kickoff to decide. Jordy, are you going to go Robbie Anderson? Yes or no? No, I got. You're going to leave him in. out. Yeah. Oh God, I want to put him in. I'm so actually bad. going up against Kaylee too this week. Oh wow, okay. So we can talk more about that on Sunday, uh, but he's out for me. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, I'm sticking to but my you, guns. Your argument made sense with why you should put him in because I do think he gets a touchdown tonight. That's what they're going to use him for. Yeah, yeah. And so if and he gets one get touchdown, it's going to be better than what Clyde Edward Hilaire can do. So it's going to be a Brandon Cooks garbage time touchdown. I think it. I think maybe one of those. So Jordy, you're in on starting Robbie Anderson. For you, yeah. For me, <laughs> I think this. I wasn't going to say what I was going to say. I was going to say I have better options. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a ton. Well, he's in my flex. So, but he's projected to score. Not many more points, like three point eight or three point two. Put him in. Than Robbie Anderson. Do you have better options? Because I hate Thursday night games by starting off the fantasy week with. Well, I have Christian McCaffrey going tonight, so I'm pretty. I'm happy about that. But okay. Um. Well, I'm talking about in place of Robbie. Yeah, like who is Clyde? Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the top. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the top projected points getter of the guy I could put in or. Robbie Anderson is the next guy. After that, I mean, it's LaVisca Chenault. Nope. James White. No. Uh, and no, I mean, they're playing New Orleans, so. Bite the bullet. Just put Robbie Anderson in. Yeah, put him in. Just do it. Before just, it's too late. Yeah, you got four minutes, so just pop it in. Pop it in. Dude. And if if nothing happens positive, then you can blame me. It's fine. I'll take all the blame. Yeah, blame the, blame the both of us. And yeah. honestly, best case scenario, he pops off and I have him on my bench against yeah, Kaylee. Yeah. And I just have to sit there and look at those numbers. All right. I just, oh my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> all right. Both you guys are grounded. Right. If I lose, <laughs> I go to 0-3. I'm going to be really mad at both you guys. Well, no, because it's not time to panic yet, Chip. Because it, yeah. Not I'm not panicked, panic. but okay. obviously getting a win is kind of crucial. You want one. <laughs> you shouldn't give one away. No. <laughs> Just one. Just one. All right. Well, we'll All see. Right. Robbie Anderson, I'm going to the long shot tonight. I really do feel like he'll have at least 72, 75 yards and a touchdown. I think that's probably feasible. Okay, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's absolutely fair. I like that. Okay. Like I said, Carolina's going to have a great hot start. That's where Robbie Anderson's going to get all his points. And then Christian McCaffrey is going to run the ball second, third, fourth quarter, and the Texans are going to be able to do nothing. Well, the problem is I, I don't think Carolina is going to throw it that much. I think they're going to run it and get away from him. And then Robbie <laughs> Anderson does nothing. 
I say first quarter they 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 pass a lot, and then if they go up high in the second, which I think I can't believe I just got talked into doing this. All right, I'm going. I'm going to watch the game, and I'm going to go cry now. You hear? You heard it here first, everybody. Yeah, hey, that's our hot take tonight. So Robbie yeah. Anderson, please make it happen. Fantasy yeah. football gods. And on that note, we're going to get on out of here. Thanks for joining in to another edition of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and also betonline.ag. We will be back on Saturday morning at a – are we doing 11 or 11.30 this Sunday? Good call. What time have right. we been doing, 11? Yeah, I think we did 11 last week. Yeah. Yeah, let's I don't do know. It. So I we'll be back be at 11. Of, uh... Oh yeah, I'll you're be the con three eleven. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah man. well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what we'll the figure story it out. Is. We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll be back at eleven o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time on Sunday morning to give you our weekly pickums, which we're all at. A, who's the who's winning overall? Is it you, Jordan? Still, I think what? I am by two. I have you beat by two games. Okay, so I need to make some crazy picks this week. Okay, all right, crazy picks checked. <laughs> all right, we will see you next. So we see you on Sunday for myself, Chip, Jordan. Boys, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.